Welcome to Telling the Tales, the podcast where we talk about every single Telltale episodic narrative video game. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm here, as always, with Dustin Cornelius Jackson. Oh, who needs you, Mitchell? I do. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's actually staggering to me that you would say those words in that order. Because today we're going to be playing Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 4, Who Needs You? Released on October 10th, 2017, directed by Chris Rebert. I believe that's a first-time name. Ooh. Uh, designed it doesn't by... sound familiar. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, designed by Matt Bulland and Connor Cleary. Written by Josh Trujillo, uh, Ross Beely, Jessica Krause, and Tim Williams. This is the fourth and penultimate episode of uh, Telltale's run on Guardians of the Galaxy. What'd you think about it? Um, I liked it. I liked it maybe not quite as much as the last episode, but I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun episode. You're inside a big worm. There's lots yeah. of worms in this episode. It's, it's really the worm episode. It is definitely the worm episode, and you know what? I, just thematically, I don't know if that bodes well. <laughs> I think that <laughs> it's, if you it saw... is weird. It's it's <laughs> yeah. weird that the fourth episode of Guardians of the Galaxy, we have the I j- I don't know if I want to call it like the filler episode, like the penultimate episode. I I guess it leads up to an important bit in the story, but like I think about how like Tales from Monkey Island, you had the eaten by a big creature as the third episode. It kind of the episode that's a little like it's important but it's a little inconsequential. That's how I feel about this one, but this is like you should be like really building up to the important stuff at this point. Well, it's interesting that you say that cuz um there's at least one death in this episode. Uh for me yeah. there were two. Um of of critical characters, not just bystanders or anything, uh, and, right. and still I kind of agree with you. It's it's interesting that you bring up the uh, the sophomore slump of being eaten by a big monster. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, a. It's very funny that it's happened more than once because uh, that's that shouldn't be that common of a thing. Uh, <laughs> but b like yeah, th- that should feel significant and maybe it, it's just sort of the middle of something yeah like it's it's not bad it's a good plot i like escaping a big worm i like when it was done in tales of monkey island with the manatee but you being stuck in a big creature is a detour to it's it's not like the season is about oh we are we've been eaten by a big creature yes yeah because the episode starts um with sort of the main plot stuff, you're um, fighting against Hala, and just at the at the very beginning of the episode, Hala, for for me, she's got her whole resurrected crew and her son. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which I I understand is different for you. Um, yeah. But she, with her with her power, just sort of kicks all of us down a hole, and then we don't see each other again for the whole episode, and we we just live in the hole now. Uh, and then the the whole thing takes place in the hole until the very end where we fly away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right away, th- this is interesting because there is a big difference, but it's still, I, I guess, maybe 
going off track and being inside of a worm was the only way to converge the stories, I guess, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we got big differences. So Yurahala was able to resurrect her whole army with the forge. Yeah. For me, so last episode, the forge exploded like right onto Hala. Okay. Uh, so the episode starts with her. She's so angry. She didn't get to resurrect her son, but it turns out that blast made her, she basically absorbed the energy of the forge. So now she can like absorb the life of whoever she touches. It seems like oh, okay. they don't really go into it because we have worm adventures to do. How but, do you know uh, that if she doesn't try it? She does try it at first. She tries it before they're kicked down the big hole. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we see her, like, absorb the life of some of her guys, and she starts trying to absorb... Oh, she uh, eats Peter her own Quill. guys? It seemed like it, yeah. Ew, it, okay. Yeah. Um, un- unless I was missing something, but that's how it came across to me. Uh, but yeah, then she starts trying to absorb Peter Quill, uh, but then uh, Rocket shoots her, and then everyone gets kicked down a big hole. You know, that's kind of fun that, like, still up to this point in the story, the biggest decision was always promised to be and will probably continue to be whether you destroy or empower the Forge. Yeah, but it happened they... in episode three. And, but, yeah. like, it's going to matter in episode five and it was promised to matter in episode one. That is kind of cool. Like, the central choice of the whole game is right in the middle. Ra- yeah, you have you have the, the time corner. to see its uh, consequences. Yeah. Yeah, and like you, you've got a couple, you've got two whole episodes to sort of live with it. Yeah, um, I mean, you don't really get much out of it this one, but uh, probably in the next one. Yeah, I guess just like the first five minutes of this one. Um, yeah, still. Yeah, based on neat. what you said with like ultra powerful... Um, soul cannibal Hala the Cree. Um, I I like mine where she gets at least to have a son back for a second. Oh, mine had a son back for a second and then he exploded again. Oh, mine's still here. Uh, yeah. Uh, in in fact, mine mine uh shows up later in this episode too. Ooh, um, interesting. Hala's son, whose That's name neat. they say, but I don't recall, and I don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, me neither, because he didn't <laughs> yeah. come back for me. Uh, So, high level, this is sort of the breakup episode. Yeah, um, the all is lost moment. Yeah, the, the um, depending on how well or like exactly what you've been doing in guiding your team to this moment, this episode can end very differently for, for different players. Um, we can talk about how we get to the end, but I do want to go out of order a little bit uh, okay, and, and just talk about what is the state of the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of this episode for you? Um, I have Peter and Rocket and that's it. I also have Peter and Rocket and that's it. Um... That said, the, the other ones are interesting, too. Uh, Nebula is dead. Um, it happens. 
Nebula cannot not be dead by this point, which is, you know what? We called the game out for this last episode. Right. Because there was like, can you or can you not get Nebula into the team? And as soon as there there was like a major choice about that, we talked about like, well, if there's a major choice about whether a character is with you or not, she's going to die soon. Yeah, that's just how it always goes every single time. Yeah, and I, I had the thought earlier today i i played the episode a couple days ago i had the thought earlier today of like should we hold it against the video game that we've played a bunch of these at this point and we just <laughs> like i i don't know for sure if i would have seen that so clearly and without dressing if I didn't if we, just play a billion other Telltale games. Yeah, if, if we weren't so used to the way Telltale does it or not. I mean, here's what I'll say about it. I think even if you know a, where a character's going to be going mm-hmm. at that point, I guess it just matters. We talked about this last episode. It just matters what they get out of them. And I think they... It, it's when we were comparing Nebula to Nick. Nick, yeah. they did nothing with. It's like, if yeah. Nick can die... Next episode, he's not going to be saying anything or doing anything, and then he's going to die off screen, and nobody's going to care, and he's not going to be mentioned. Nebula gets a bunch of great scenes while she's Nebula around. is a significantly better character than Nick. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. Even um, though, even though it does, you know what they're doing. You know how Telltale plays their cards now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I still like Nebula. We still got a lot out of her. It, it's kind of like uh. Carly in Walking Dead season one, or, well, I don't want to say or Doug. I don't really know how it plays out with Doug, but uh, Carly, you get some significant scenes with, even though she just dies in episode three. That's great. I still like Carly and I like having her around. Uh, So I guess there's a good way and a bad way to do this sort of thing. Yeah, but like, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. Like we are, we are so overexposed to Telltale because when we saw, or when yeah. I, I know that you played the game a long time ago, but when I played through uh, Walking Dead season one, and I had the situation with Carly, I did not expect her death. Oh yeah, totally. Um, Me it, neither. It was, it was very left field. I mean, I, I, uh, in her death in this case, listener, if you didn't listen to our uh, playthrough of those games. Both of us ended up saving Carly instead of Doug in episode one, and both of us got attached to Carly, but then Carly has a scripted death where she is at the end of her possible rope. Uh, It's the maximum amount of time she can live because uh, she's then killed by Lily, is her name, Lily. She had a big hole in her head. Yeah, you really can't come back from that is the issue. It's Um, tough. mm -hmm. And... Like, yeah, I guess that is sort of similar, but it it's different in a few ways. With both Carly and Nick, unlike Nebula, is that after the big choice, they actually are featured in the next episode and can sub- uh, survive even to another one after that. Um, like, with, with Nebula, it feels so... Like, I, the, the scene itself was a lot better than anything Nick ever had. Right. But also, it was immediate, you know? Like, it the choice was near the end of the last episode, of, of episode three. And then after that choice, she doesn't do much that episode. And then in this episode, it's, like, near the top. Uh, right. 
So like yeah. it, it's really they they say like a guardian has died. They they talk about her like a guardian of the galaxy, which is I I think from the perspective of making Gamora feel like she's being respected, that's a very nice touch, but also like she's been on 0.25 missions with them. <laughs> you know, like she's not a guardian, not really. She, she hasn't done she much. didn't do a great job. She she did a good job at the nothing she did. Like it was yeah. it was not it just wasn't much. She just didn't do anything yet. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I I do think they still got a lot out of her though. Like you get the flashback scenes, you get the you get her in the montage which is fun. Yeah. Uh, I wish we got to do more of her, but yeah, she definitely left more of an impact than Nick ever did at the very least. Yeah, she she has a, a a moment where she's dying. It's her her circuits are all fried. Uh, she did not survive the fall through that hole we mentioned earlier, um, and she she's mortally wounded from it. Gamora has left well, the room. To she go was get... no, she was mortally wounded at least for me from the Kree attack. She got like sliced down the middle. Um, she sliced down the middle. Well, not like sliced in half, but she gets like a big slice from Hala's uh, sword thing. That that happened for me too, but it definitely f- felt like a combination of things. I I felt the fall was part of it at the very least. Also, well, I didn't like, get that at all. It, it seemed like it some of her that. head um, circuitry was damaged as well. Right, things were just not looking great for her in general. She had a rough day. Yeah. And, it, and it terminated with a, a death. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Gamora was like out of the room trying to get Rocket because Rocket can work on servos and stuff. Um, and while she's gone, she just talks to Peter. Uh, and she has this like coming to terms moment with like the fact that she loves Gamora and she wish she said it. Um, did you help her say that to Gamora? Yeah. Yeah, I had yeah. her say it to Gamora. That's one of the that's one of the most like morally unbalanced choices I think maybe we've ever gotten in a Telltale yeah, game. Maybe, the idea maybe of like I think I just like... won't tell Gamora you love her. <laughs> I think you should take it to your death. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do about it? Yes, you're you're gonna miss your sister when you're gone. Uh, but also, <laughs> have you considered this? You'll look a lot less cool if you say I love you. Yeah, you it's it really goes against that like whole loner badass thing you got going on, so I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, I think it's hot when you don't have feelings. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to enforce that <laughs> to the death. Uh, <laughs> and Nebula would just have to be like, "Yeah, you're right." I shit, I guess. I guess that's the way <laughs> things are going to go. Um Yeah, it's a really somber attitude after that if not for the fact that you're in the tummy of a giant worm. Um, yeah, you yeah, just get you, eaten by a giant worm. You know, you know what? Something else I'll say. I feel like... So, I thought Nebula's death scene was pretty well done. You know, I, I don't think it's quite on the same level as, like, a Walking Dead death or something. No, I... Uh, yeah. The you, good Walking right. Dead death. So, you know, I wasn't right. getting choked up and teary, but I was still like, oh, that sucks. But I feel like they kind of make some... Maybe not in great taste jokes for the character afterwards like when they have to empty the ship and Drax keeps wanting to dump Nebula's body and then he's like what if we just dump the robot parts yeah what if we take her apart 
Yeah, it's like, I get it, you're jokey Guardians of the Galaxy, but this is maybe a little soon to be making these kinds of jokes for a character you tried to get an emotional scene out of. Well, yeah. I get it, I yeah. get it, but... I, I do I do think the take her apart for the robot parts joke was like, I, I could be... I, I thought it was a little funny, but I could be with you on that one. Oh, it's, oh I'm not, I'm not sure. saying they're not funny. I got it, I got it. I thought it... Yeah. I, but it is just still kind of like maybe not the best time, which well, the, was the point. But the, the first comment from Drax of like maybe we should get her body off the ship because we're the 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 point is the ship needs to take off. All the engines are damaged though, so we need to throw away basically anything that's not nailed down and some things that right. are nailed down um, to to make the ship lighter. And Drax is like, you know, Gamora's mostly a robot uh what if we lay her to rest outside the ship here in the in the in the worm like i don't think that's actually that wild of a suggestion uh that that's true i i i agree with peter as well saying like no that's crazy we won't do that we're gonna lay her to rest officially somewhere then then jack's is like hey here's a better idea how about (laughs) yeah um yeah yeah like that i yeah okay i'm with you on the second part the first part i kind (laughs) of liked the the con the reality of the fact that they would have a conversation of like she is a dead body we can't bring her back it's well i mean i guess that has been sort of a theme of this season that sometimes you can bring them back (laughs) do you think that if nebula was brought back by the forge she would just come back to life if they dropped her off in the worm like still in the worm like they drop her uh they leave her body in the worm uh-huh. and then they use the forge to bring her back kind of like how the sun came back it just kind of oh like yeah okay you're right you're right you're right she wouldn't there. be in the worm she would be wherever they did it because the sun did that that you're would right. that would suck if she was still in the worm <laughs> yeah <laughs> they I think bring that... her back and she's <laughs> still worm i think about that a lot like the idea if in real life if you could just bring someone back to life and then they wake up in a coffin, like six feet under the earth. Pretty rough. <laughs> they would we just didn't, die we did again. Did not think this through. <laughs> They're so thirsty. That's that's true. Maybe <laughs> maybe dead is better. Yeah, you need someone. If you're gonna bring someone back to life, you also need teleportation, um, an IV bag, like right away, <laughs> uh, a medical practitioner. Um, therapy you need a lot of other things too if you can do that yeah like you should probably get them like uh some information on what's happened the last few years yeah joe biden (laughs) no way (laughs) um yeah okay so we yeah before we started recording today we were talking a little bit about like telltale slump and how this game was right in the period, right in the schedule of their releases to garner maybe most of the attraction of that criticism. Right. Um, I said it in episode one, like, this was the first one to me that really felt like kind of distilled just another Telltale game. Uh, As we've gotten further along, as we've seen more things like Rocket's backstory... And the addition of Mantis 
and like all of those very specific uh marvel and guardians of the galaxy ideas Mm -hmm. it is felt a, a bit more like its own thing but i think from the the style of writing the tone of the story um the the themes that they're trying to get at it really is like pretty classic telltale um in, yeah in this season to to the point where i i wonder if they just didn't do this game not to say this game is like so bad it should not have existed but if they just didn't do this one i wonder if the rest of their library would feel a little bit less samey in retrospect i don't know i, I kind of feel like well i don't it, it's hard to say without playing the ones that we've played already but i think about like what we have left we have another batman another minecraft another walking dead Mm -hmm. i feel like guardians at least gives a splash of well this is something different even if it is pretty similar to the others like i feel like i'd be feeling it more if we didn't have guardians i've it'd be like oh i i think so just because like just based off of what we have left and i know we're playing them not in order per se but like i think about it would be the same properties at least guardians is a different property with different characters if we just had like another batman another minecraft and they also just felt the same tone i'd be feeling it harder i think you know i yeah i just don't know because Guardians of the Galaxy and Batman are both superhero stories. They're both right. like major comic book label superhero IP. That said, this game has felt a lot like what I've expected from every Telltale game this far. And Batman does not in exactly the same way. There's some things that carry over from like Walking Dead or Wolf Among Us and Batman for sure. Right. Um, but it kind of has its own mechanics, like the detective stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And just the, the vibe of the story in general is so much more noir. Uh, yeah. It, it feels, um, even though we're talking about like Two-Face is still Two-Facing around, it feels maybe like the <laughs> most mature storytelling angle for a Telltale game. Right. Uh, out, out of like... I think all of them may... No, I mean, Walking Dead Season 1 is kind of unparalleled in that way. But um, Batman is, is like, grittier in some ways and purposefully drier. I don't use dry as as an insult there. It's just, like, pure of the one thing that it is itself. Um, Right. Yeah, like in that way, it stands on its own. In Minecraft, while I think the uh, the story and mechanics of it are, are like extremely classic type Telltale, like maybe even more so than Guardians, it's still Minecraft and it's weird and it's uh, it, you you can't say it feels like anything else. It's Minecraft, right? So like between those two, even though yeah, we have a second season of both those and we've had them already. Um, like, I, I feel like those things just stand on their own more. Um, I get you. Yeah. Although, I, I would also 
agree that like seeing season two of Minecraft story mode, I think might have a similar kind of effect to what we're talking <laughs> about here. Um, yeah, at, at least this gives a different setting, different characters to work with, even though I do agree it doesn't really have anything that you can make it call its own. Yeah. yeah it doesn't it, have anything yeah. like the de- detective bits. It has, uh, I, I think the closest you can get is like being able to go up or down with the hover boots, which is not sure. <laughs> effing. Right, that that's a very very primitive um, version of what we'd see later in the expanse, um, which yeah. does that sort of exploration thing a lot better, or at least yeah. a lot more. Um, it it just doesn't have anything very unique to it. Even though I do like these characters, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I like the setting. I'm liking this story so far. It's I feel like it's I've yeah. grown more into it but i do agree there just isn't much to call it its own thing yeah i'm there with you like um i came out of this episode feeling like yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what happens in episode five in terms of the story but like i also wasn't that hot on episodes one and two overall like i liked certain moments i thought it was cool and audacious that they started the game killing Thanos. And I thought <laughs> the, you know, we've talked about that episode two rocket flashback a lot. I liked that. Yeah. That was a good moment. But like, I don't know if it propelled me forward very much. I don't know if it got me excited about seeing more things. I get um, you. Really until. Kind of until now, like even, even episode three, which I think is still my favorite episode in the season. Um, the, the one that was heavy on its use of um dr- the dreams and, and flashback and, and mantis messing with people's heads that was great uh but like he, i still kind of felt like i saw a half hour of a show i might see as a kid and do not need to keep watching it necessarily i liked it <laughs> um now now i'm finally at the point where like i do want to see what episode five is going to be uh, which is an, an improvement and should be noted as a success, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I like I'm my major thought. The thought that is higher than that one is just like, yeah, this is one of those Telltale games, and <laughs> um, man, they were doing so many of them, weren't they? That's true. <laughs> they were just they, doing a lot. Were... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a kind of in a weird spot with it, where I feel like I'm. I kind of am a little more into it than I was Batman, but I feel like I shouldn't because I don't think it's as good based on what we just said. But I feel like with Batman, it was just maybe a little too dry for me. Like, I liked seeing different takes on the characters, but at the end of the day, I was just like, that was a good Telltale game. And... Mm -hmm. That's about it. But with Guardians, I'm like, this isn't necessarily one of the better Telltale games, but I like the characters. I like seeing what they're going through. I I, I get more out of, like, Nebula and Gamora's relationship, more out of, like, Rocket's backstory than I feel like I did out of anything, really, in Batman. Uh, and I'm not sure why that is. 
maybe it's just been a while since I played Batman, but I I just remember like none of it really sunk in to me. I guess even yeah, though I did I, think I, I, I could feel good. that I get that. I I feel like Guardians, even though like as a game, it's not as unique, not as satisfying. Just its characters, tone, and location just kind of resonate with me more than Batman did. So I'm enjoying it more, even though I think it's probably not as good. Yeah, I mean, between the Batman Telltale game and the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game and the Guardians of the Galaxy movie trilogy, I like those movies more than either of these games. Right, and, yeah. Um, what the third Guardians movie does with Rocket's backstory and what Guardians 2 does with um, Gamora and Nebula and them making up and what Guardians 1 does with Peter Quill's nostalgia for Earth. Like, they're they're all done so well. James Gunn is a very good movie maker. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he made Scooby-Doo. He made Scooby-Doo. He made Super. You ever see that movie Super? I haven't. I heard about it. Yeah, the Rain Wilson movie. Um, Was it good? I like it. It's very. It's a lot. It's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. It. Yeah. He. He. It's not a. It's not a for fun one. It's a, like. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, those those movies have done such a good job of like making those stories feel very real and important to me to the point where. I see them happening in this game and like there's a little bit of unfair borrowing of valor in these uh, game versions of those stories. Like is Nebula and Gamora's relationship actually that compelling in this game? Like I kind of don't know how I would actually feel about it because so much of the movie is just also happening here. Um, and I really right. liked it in the movie and I, I'm a little like, I, I like it in the game, but like, is it, is it just because of what the game has done or am I like using borrowed, um, emotions from this other thing that I had, uh, when I watched the movies to prop up the game stories? I think that's an interesting thing to think about with Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's very much its own Batman story. I mean, like I, the, I've seen a billion Batman movies, but still, it's it's its own kind of one. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I don't really have that exact same feeling about it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Some something. Uh, I was thinking about though, is uh, I wonder how I would feel about this without seeing those movies because this came out like. It started before the second movie, and then the second yeah. movie came out, and then it kept going. I wonder if... Because, like, I get what you're saying, and I feel like that could totally be a possibility. But I also wonder if seeing these for the first time in this game... Like, Rocket's backstory wouldn't come until years later in a movie, yeah. in an adaptation. So I wonder if... Uh, if I played this game when it came out, if I saw that at the time, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, I wonder if it would hit harder because it doesn't have that movie scene it has to be compared to. Yeah. I mean, with the rocket thing, yes. I think everything else, though, is it, uh, just about everything else that the the game really trades on hard is in those 
the first two movies. Yeah. It it doesn't hurt it doesn't help that uh this game, Guardians of the Galaxy, is really cribbing off of those movies. Like its whole personality and yeah. vibe. Even though it is it it's supposed to be its own continuity, it it is just trying to be those movies still because that's what you associate with those characters. With Batman though, Batman's had so many different adaptations that it's kind of allowed to be its own thing. Well, especially like it really goes in a different direction with some stuff, which is interesting. Uh, I I, I guess that's the only point I'm trying to make. I get you. Yeah, like there's. There's certain things like all the Guardians, the individual characters, the Guardians, they are the movie versions of those characters. Except right. Peter Quill, who is Guybrush Threepwood wearing movie version, uh, <laughs> like Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, uh, his jacket. But, like, it's the <laughs> same jacket, you know? Like, there, there's not even right. an effort to make the jacket uh, not look exactly the same and, and feel any different. The The special effect on, like how he taps his helmet and how it like sort of piece by piece triangles into existence. That's the same. Like it's so exactly the same in so many yeah. parts um, that it, it's hard to, uh, it, it's it's hard to com- like completely give it its own credit for a lot of these um, character relationships. Now that said, the implementation of each of those character relationships has created uh, unique moments like i don't know if we've seen in any guardians like mcu thing the exact relationship we see here between gamora and rocket how they hate each other like a lot yeah. it's a real hate it's it's a firm yeah hate. i i gotta be honest i on uh, this episode i was kind of like oh come on another rocket versus gamora it feels like we we couldn't get some conflict between the others and like yeah, yeah. i i i feel like they they are just like the two characters you have the strongest relationship with so it makes sense to focus on them it makes the choices harder well but it, it, it's you have lots like a, of characters it, it's this kind of i i think what the game is doing very specifically to the guardians of the galaxy is i like analyzing and critiquing the idea of anti-heroes right because that's what they are they're shadow the hedgehog you know like they can do a good thing they've done good but they have this idea about them that they are also like gentlemen thieves a little bit Uh, right and and they're they're gonna go around and sometimes they do bad and who who cares and between (laughs) I, I, I think that the game is using these characters to poke a little fun at that idea of like, come on guys, they're good people. <laughs> like they're not <laughs> they're not just gonna kill innocents. It's not yeah. it's not like that. So they 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 take the good the, the like quote actually a good person quote part of that and they divide it between the practicality, which is usually with Rocket. And the idealism, which is usually with Gamora. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, but, like, I, I do agree that it's... It's kind of like... With, with a lot of these seasonal games, 
you can put a question like that out there early in the season and I'm like, oh, interesting. And then I see it in episode four, like, hey, dude, it's been asked and answered. I've weighed in on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've given my opinion. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know if it would necessarily be as hard a decision if it was like, oh, Drac says we should do this, but Groot says this. <laughs> yeah, Groot, Groot says, says I am I Groot. Am Groot. <laughs> yeah. Shit, he raises a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with your um, your point that it could be a conflict between two other characters, but I also kind of think that this is a limitation of who these characters are. Right. Um, because, like, like we said, Groot can't really have an argument. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, theoretically, we could run it through Mantis or Rocket, but he's not gonna. He's not actually gonna have an argument. It, it won't. It won't play right on the screen. Well, it won't feel good. Yeah, I I do like that they kind of give him his own. Yeah. Little uh, thoughts and opinions here and there, like he's not just hey, wherever Rocket goes, I'm going, man. Yeah, they, they like, throw him a bone every once against, in a while, but like yeah, they, he's he against can't... Rocket a lot of the time, actually. Yeah, but he, like, can't sustain a scene like that. Like, the one that Rocket right. and Gamora have. And Drax... Exactly. Drax is close. Drax is, like, really the only other option. The only third option. Um, But, yeah, he wasn't part of this particular one. Mantis can't have an argument because she literally can't stand straight, like, strife at all. <laughs> she can't handle it. Uh, and Peter is you. So, like, you can't be in the argument because you have to be the arbitrator. I guess I'll pick my side. Yeah, and Nebula died. Uh, so, like, they're they're all not... It feels like it's this big cast of characters, but really it's, like, we can only really talk about the division between people in terms of Rocket and Gamora, and we can really only turn, talk about internal strife in terms of Nebula and Drax. And like that's right. kind of the only ways they can be used. Uh, you can't use Peter. You can't use Groot. You can't use Mantis. Uh, like they're 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 cool characters because they are so specific, but they're limited in that way. They they're limited yeah. for a game like this. Certainly for a game like this, but I I, I could imagine that like by Guardians three, they're getting to a point where like. Okay, maybe we need to write Mantis because this is this is what happened in that movie. Like, we need to write Mantis to have a little bit less of her own like power thing going on, so she can have her own desires and fears and and loves and hates. Um, yeah. Like, so we need to write her differently. We need to write Drax differently. Um, he like can't have a relationship in the way that he talks in the first two movies. So let's change that. We need to. Uh, Add characters like Cosmo and um, Lila and and just all these other characters because, like, I think they knew their characters couldn't, like, do everything they wanted them to do all the time. Uh, right. Just, just from, like, a screenwriting thing. Even, even outside of a Telltale format game. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, but this episode does have worms in it, though. This episode does have worms in it. What do you think of the rock worms? Uh, they're neat. I mean, they're just like a monster. They're just like a tip. They could have been anything, but uh, I like that they're worms. I like that you get to name a worm. 
I like seeing them burrow directly into rock. I thought yeah. that was like a, a little bit of a like subtle showcase of the fact that like, oh, these are kind of powerful. These are these are yeah yeah these are maybe not these are actually with. a threat. Um, did you try to like pet it? Yeah, I pet it. How did that go? It went well. I we just pet it and it was nice. And then it ran away and the others attacked you? Yeah. All right. Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that how it sense. goes. That uh, is yeah, yeah you're expect... right. That is if if I if I pet one dog and then it like ran toward its family of other crazed dogs and I would not expect it to forward the information that I'm tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. What else happened in this in this episode? Okay, so you fall down the hole. There's the uh, there's a schism, a powerful schism between uh, Rocket and Gamora because Rocket's like being a pragmatist and saying how Nebula's basically dead, um, and Gamora is understandably upset with that. Yeah. Um, it, it turns into a shouting match about a bunch of other things and about whether or not it was okay to. Uh, restore the forge and they go down their own separate tunnels they find two tunnels and they go down different ones uh did who did you follow rocket or gamora i followed rocket because he was it was just him by himself and he seemed like like it seemed like everyone else was gonna go with gamora could just let rocket be on his own yeah an interesting thing about this choice is that you pick and then all the other guardians pick so like you don't you don't see the full who's going where when you're choosing yeah um i went with gamora oh how'd that play out differently i bet so so i went with gamora and i was joined by Groot carrying nebula and um drax and mantis went with rocket oh interesting yeah who who did who went with you no one it was just me and rocket hmm yeah, so wow. so that okay. was neat. You get a little uh, one-on-one time with him. I I feel like that worked. I, I'm kind of struggling to find what I want to say about it, but uh, I, I feel like it worked better just having it be those two together than having, like, others join them. Because you get, like, because it's just one-on-one, Rocket really comes out of his shell a little bit. He, like, actually has a a one-on-one talk with you. He's like, look, I found a place where I care about people and people care about me and I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. I got to get out of here before this shit happens. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, how does it go with, uh, the others? So that's interesting that you just don't get. So Drax and Mantis went with rocket. You yeah. said, that's interesting that they would go with Rocket, but then you still have, like, a little group if you go with uh, Gamora. Well, but then if you it, go with it's Rocket, just, it's, it's just, just you one and more person, technically. Well, it, right. I guess it's two. But it's it's Groot, who doesn't talk, uh, carrying Nebula, who isn't talking. <laughs> right, but they're still there. It's still... I, I still think it would change the energy of if it was just you and Gamora. 
Yeah, you're right to a degree, but like um once you go in the tunnel, there's like this uh lart like upper tunnel part to go through. Uh-huh. Uh where you split off from group. So you have a private conversation with just Gamora. Okay. So and... it is exactly what I <laughs> Yeah, but with yeah. Gamora, the conversation is she's saying Hey, I think I, uh, you know, I, I can't even save my sister. I don't feel like a guardian of anything. I'm going to leave the Guardians of the Galaxy after this mission. Uh, she says So that. both Rocket and Gamora have a conversation saying, after this, I'm out of here. But um, you have the option there to either be like, no, I'm your friend. <laughs> or okay, but I don't. to say... Uh, okay, I get it. Or a third option to say, like, okay, do we not have something like you and I? Do we not have <laughs> something romantic? Because like I'm gonna really not be happy about that. And you have a your first opportunity to like say it out loud. And Gamora agrees, like, yeah, I like you. Um, okay, I'll think about it. And then like by the end for me, because I chose that option. Uh-huh. Because I'm I'm gonna get those relationships in these games, Dustin. I'm gonna get them. <laughs> yeah, I I guess that is true. I did go with the raccoon. <laughs> yeah, uh, near near the end when they're like about to enter the uh, combined place, Gamora is saying, "You know what? Okay, I thought about it. Um, you need to focus on keeping this team together, and I, like I'm gonna be there with you for it." Uh, kind of reaffirming the the conversation about the romantic connection so she just decided she won't leave although she uh uh-huh. did eventually leave uh for <laughs> me um yeah yeah so like like it was it was pretty frank because up to that point in the game there was also a lot of like physical cinematography between uh like cinematography chemistry between mantis and peter uh-huh um, so i was wondering if the game was gonna like Build try to insisting that. like oh no peter and gamora aren't a thing in this one it's peter and mantis um right but uh they the game gave me a, an option to um like definitely be much more pushy about it being gamora right so i so i took it um and, and it Woo! seemed good for a, a bit, but it doesn't later. <laughs> <laughs> later, it's not great. Yeah. Um, after that point in the tunnel, they go to a combined place where uh, Drax, Mantis, and Rocket are, like, in little cocoons. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, see, for me, it was everyone else in cocoons. Okay, but it's the same deal. They're just all in cocoons. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, I guess the tunnels are the same. Yeah, but I had Rocket, and he got uh, upset because uh, Peter farted in the cave. Oh, I I farted in the cave, too, and Gamora goes, what was that? And Peter goes, it was the worm. Uh, (laughs) And I think Gamora knew that it was Peter, but we also had just had a conversation about being into each other, and she was trying to be very polite. (laughs) <laughs> she's like i guess it was the worm then <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah um yeah for me rocket was not as polite he was just like jesus christ peter <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh 
Yeah. That sucks so bad. You suck so bad. <laughs> this is the worst day. <laughs> but I do like the little heart-to-heart with Rocket. Uh, it's nice having him... Because before that, he was just shouting. He was like, I'm out of here. I'm I'm catching the next bus out of here. And then in the cave, he's just like, look, I I just feel like I can't do this. I got to get out of here before <laughs> something really bad happens to yeah. someone I actually like. Um, So you fight a bunch of worms. You eventually find where your ships park, try to fly away. But the big worm, the mama worm, uh, oh. who they call Big Blue, eats you. You get eaten by a worm. So you did name the worm blue as well. I didn't. I don't think I got a chance to name it. Oh, weird. Yeah. For so for me, I got to name the first worm, the friendly worm. Oh, oh. I okay. You're right. I did name that one. Yeah. So I'm guessing whatever you name it, uh, the big one will be big. Whatever you name the first one, because I named the little one blue. I forgot that so... I did that. Yeah. <laughs> that that did lead to one of my favorite uh, funny scenes. Uh, so I went with Drax's name. He wanted to name it Blue because it was blue. Yep. I just wanted to throw <laughs> Drax a bone. I hadn't been on Team Drax in a while, and I thought, you know what? I'll let you have this big guy. Uh, so he said, you shall be forever known as Blue. And then Gamora says, great, but now it's red because it started glowing red because I guess the other worms were showing up. And Drax just goes, What? <laughs> like very angrily what are you oh my god <laughs> yeah that's good there's a there's another good uh drax moment later on where uh they're trying to throw all the stuff out to make the ship lighter uh, uh and he goes i've thrown away all my weapons except for my two blades um and he goes because he's trying to like s- symbolically also throw away the spirit of hanging on to his wife and daughter. Right. Uh, but he named his blades after his wife and daughter, uh, Kamaria and Hovak. So he wants to rename the blades. Yeah. Um, and like all your options are like Holland Oates, Simon and Garfunkel. Stuff Benny like and the that. Jets. Benny and the Jets. <laughs> One blade is called the Jets. Uh, <laughs> what did you choose? I chose Benny and the Jets. So I chose the silence option, and I didn't say anything. Uh huh. And Drax says, "You are bad at naming things. I will name them Left Blade and Right Blade." <laughs> you know what? That's probably better than like naming after like a band. Yeah, I I did want to do Simon and Garfunkel. That seemed fun. Yeah, I don't know why I picked Benny and the Jets. I think I was just low on time and didn't want to pick Hall and Oates because I'm not a Hall and Oates fan. I I do love the idea that one of them is the Jets. That's that's yeah. a good plural name. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I went with. Um, oh, something we skipped was uh, the flashback we get with Drax. Yeah, yeah, he has a really nice flashback with his daughter, uh, training yeah. her to go be an ogre or whatever. Uh, she's got to go on her her walkabout, her travel quest. Yeah, um, that was fun. It, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we see something like that in any of the movies. No, it's I been a while yeah, since I've so. seen the first one. Yeah, this has got to be from a comic, uh, because like uh, Rocket's thing was also from a comic, and yeah, you know they didn't just make it up. So I, I assume this is from something. 
Yeah, you know what? We were talking about, yeah, the the movies did them better, but I think they still deserve some credit for doing these for, like, the first time. Oh, definitely. And, like, it, it is probably a disservice to the game that we are playing it after we've seen uh, Volume 3. Right. Um, but, yeah, definitely. And and um, it, it's done well here. Um, there's there's a bunch of like trials Kamaria has to go through to prove herself ready to go on this journey where she's gonna probably fight a thing. It's kind of vague of like what the purpose of the deal is, but it's like it's a rite of passage. It's a coming of age thing, right? Um, she gets her first tattoo, which is a smaller version of the one Drax has on his shoulder. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's Did you push one. her off the cliff? No. Oh, really? So you pushed her off the cliff? Yes, I did push her off the cliff. Um, okay. Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> uh, she lived. She was good. She was like, thanks, <laughs> I did it. Uh, so... Wouldn't that have sucked if in this continuity that's how she died? Like, he gives you the <laughs> option to push her off, and it's like, I guess you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, so, uh, there, there's, like, there's a, like, a trust jump exercise thing, where... She needs yeah. to jump off of this cliff and just assume it's going to be okay. But it's super cloudy. You can't see the ground. You don't know what you're jumping into. It's very yeah. high up. And she's freaking out like she can't handle it. Um, and the as she's like sort of wobbling between whether she wants to do it or not, you have the option to either push her or to pull her back. But... But, Dustin. But? It's about giving them the space they need to make the decision uh, decisions themselves. So if you just wait it out and you don't press anything, she'll gather the courage and jump on her own. Yeah, I pushed her. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I waited it out, which it felt like 40 seconds. It felt like a very long time. Uh, but she did yeah. eventually do it. Good for her. Now, I love that choice, but I was assuming that like this is actually over a like a very deep lake or something where there's not actually a, a danger here. Uh, yeah. Like, and that was kind of the point. But <laughs> when you see Drax like wait for her to come back uh, to to where he is, she's like limping. She got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> she hurt her bad. Yeah. I think she just fell, <laughs> like, onto the <laughs> ground. There's nothing there. Yeah, the, yeah. It, I thought her arm was broken, because it seemed like it was kind of dangling while she was limping. Yeah, she had, like, a limp, and, like, her arm was hanging weird. Um, <laughs> I would not call that a good thing to do, <laughs> but yeah. she, she was happy about it. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for me, she was glad I pushed her, so I don't feel too bad about it. Well, she has a um, she has a question for Drax like right before she goes, which is, um, what if I find an enemy who is too powerful and I know I cannot defeat? And you have an, a bunch of options to say to that. What do you say to that? Uh, I said never surrender. Okay, I said um, then you run, run away. Yeah, that's probably the smart one. Yeah, I like that your role-playing is Drax, though. That's very much in the spirit of Drax. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just felt like the kind of thing Drax would tell her. Um, yeah, so that comes back again because as they're flying away from the worm that ate them once they get out of the worm, which you can get out either through the mouth or the butt, I definitely chose the butt. Yeah, same. Like, course, like I'm going to yeah. do the mouth when I'm given that option. So you're flying away. Um, the worm is gaining on you. And um, it you realize there might not be an opportunity to actually fly away fast enough. So what Drax does is he volunteers to sacrifice himself. Like jumping yeah. out of the uh, airlock of the ship. And distracts the worm long enough for the ship to get away. Uh, but, you know, Drax is going to die for that. Um, and he thinks about what he told Kamaria to run away. And he says, like, I should stop running away. Um, did you let Drax do that? Oh, I let him do it. I let him do it, too. Yeah, yeah. he said, let me have this. And I thought, well, if I don't, you're probably going to be real pissed off at me. So I guess I'll let you have it. Yeah, but maybe not as pissed as Gomorra was for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can't, yeah, I can't falter for. Good point, uh, Gamora. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You just can't please anybody sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Drax dies for for us. and uh, I don't know if he dies. We don't see him die. That oh yeah, I mean that's definitely true. I I I'm speaking sort of I, through the what right, the game they wants think us to see, dead. but yeah, yeah I I, I would Drax be extremely alive. surprised if they actually killed off Drax here. I I would be shocked if he doesn't come back in episode five and he's like I was fine. Yeah yeah, you know, I killed the worm. I kind of wish it was real. Um, I, I wish that Telltale... Yeah, that would be pretty daring for, like, such a major character. Yeah, I mean, it is the penultimate episode of something that doesn't get a second season. So, yeah. I mean, they could. They they could kill the Guardians if they wanted to. Um, yeah, but they didn't know they weren't going to get a second season. This isn't one of the ones I've heard that they tried for, though. Right, but I... To me, and this is speaking as someone who hasn't even finished the game... It strikes me as like, it, it, it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing they would do here. Maybe it is. Uh, maybe they do kill Drax. But where I'm at right now, it feels like, no, they would not kill one of the members of the Guardians because they have the possibility of doing another in the future, at, at least at the time. Uh, but who knows, you know? Yeah, I mean, they still do kill Nebula, and I don't think she's ever coming back. I, I think like, right. that's for real. You're right. you're right, though. Like, Drax is a... Drax, Drax is, is a, a much bigger character. deal than Nebula, I think. Like, at least before the movies made Nebula a bigger deal. Like, by three, Nebula's part of the team. But here, this is long before that. Nebula seems like a character that they could just kill off, and it wouldn't matter that much. Yeah. Drax would be a big one, though. Um, so to finish off the episode synopsis, they, they, uh, land back in their home base in nowhere. Um, I have it here in my notes. I launched Drax out the airlock. Don't feel great about it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I don't feel like I, I, I immediately regretted it. This was not one of the like hard decisions I, I feel conflicted about, but ultimately would, would do again. I, I would do this differently. 
I was exactly the same. Like the whole time doing it, I was like, shit, should I reset? No, I can't reset. I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. I have integrity. Yeah. I- I'm not one of those types. Yeah. So this feels, maybe it is always just the case that it ends up with Peter and Rocket, but it feels like something that could have gone a, a bunch of different ways, depending on like... like- how what your skateboard score is like walking dead at season one yeah where it's like yeah. who do you take with you yeah it feels a lot like that but we have the yeah, exact we're, we're same. leaving we're leaving groot to watch the boat yeah yeah so first off gamora can't handle that we let drax die because well for me we had just talked about how my job is to keep the team together and i i literally jettisoned one out of the airlock. Yeah, so, I oops. mean, for for me, it was the same. We hadn't just talked about We didn't have that scene where we had just talked about it, but they do talk about that in the first episode. Yeah. She says, oh, yeah. you got to keep this team together. So it still works. Um. Meanwhile, Mantis is just so upset because she's tuning into all of our uh, emotions. And she said, you all feel so guilty and angry and sad. Uh, and guilty is um, Rocket, and angry is Gamora, and sad is Peter. Uh, and I liked the idea that we're just playing a really sad guy. Like, that's his overarching <laughs> He's sad. personality. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so Mantis she can't handle literally, it. She has to, like, yeah. just walk away. Yeah, she literally could not even with us. Yeah, she has... Uh, actually nowhere in the universe to go but she's still like not here (laughs) yeah anywhere but here is good uh so Groot goes after mantis and uh yeah says hey i'm through rocket i'm not mad at you i just need to you know i i know what it's like to be on your own like that um yeah you know what i think that's a good pair up because mantis can read Groot's emotions even if she can't understand his language yeah so then Rocket and, and Peter, uh, all they have is each other, and they, they use it. They, they stay together. Um, and then they go to a bar where they find that Hala the... Um, is it the accuser? Hala the... She has a title. Hala the the Destroyer, right? The Destroyer, okay. Hala the Destroyer... It's not very creative. No, yeah has destroyed a whole planet millions are dead <laughs> and they're sad about that they see it on the news yeah whoops uh but then for me i don't know what happens for you peter gets a tap on his shoulder and he turns around and it's Hala's son and he Ooh. says we need to talk and then that's the end of the episode i didn't get that at all it ends right after so they're watching the tv and rocket says i think i just found her and then it ends Oh really? Okay, that's worse. I didn't get no. I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't get a shoulder tap. Uh, well, yeah, you don't get a crease son. So that's true. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the episode. I I am in a position where I'm excited to try putting the team back together. I'm excited to see yeah. this go through. Um, yeah, yeah. I I feel like we were kind of down on the overall. Like, we had some criticisms of this game, but I do want to see how this plays out. I And I can't always say that for every Telltale game. I, I want to see this one through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I definitely want to talk to this Cree boy, see what his deal is. Um, 
just gonna try to hang out with Mantis again. She's not gonna want to. That makes sense. Uh, maybe yeah. Drax is alive. Maybe he he's dead. I, he's probably alive. Yeah, I'd I'd be shocked if they actually killed him off. But I would respect it. I would. Yeah, I would prefer it. Like make the thing yeah. that feels important feel important. Yeah. Uh, would we like to head into our segments? I would love to. Who's your choice cut? My choice cut? We never start with choice cut. I, I've really uh, thrown you for a loop here. You know what's interesting? This choice cut plays into something we barely even touched upon at all. Yeah? What to give away to lighten the ship? Okay, yes. my Mine is also related to that. It's specifically the decision with the tape deck. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I thought this whole scene was very well done. I liked this a lot. How, uh, you know, everyone has to give up stuff that's important to them. Yeah. Uh, it, it really did make me reflect on what I was doing because I was telling everyone, like, nope, you got to get rid of it, Rocket. You got to get rid of that big gun you love so much. Uh, so I was like, well, I got to get rid of my shit. I can't just tell these guys to get rid of all their, like, important belongings and then say no but i gotta keep this like barbell though yeah yeah well like i i like the progression of the choices they make you deal with because yeah they start out very easy they're giving you things like yeah literally weights where the emotional value of them is quite low and the weight of them is quite high it is a very easy decision to throw that away and then also they give you something like the photo of young you and your mom where it weighs basically nothing, but is very important to you. So, like, obviously, yeah, keep I get that. that. Yeah, yeah. Everything else I got rid of, like ev- all the physical stuff. I I don't need a case of beer. Like this is yeah, stuff the, that the can case be of alcohol is very funny. It's yeah, it's huge. Um, <laughs> yeah, there there was one other thing I kept, which was like it was like the plastic little toy of uh it was either like a ray gun or a ship or something uh from his childhood but everything else it it was so small and like hollow so like that's it's not gonna matter it's six things in total in his room that they give you to choose on and like four are obviously um heavy and you should let them go one of them is the picture and one is the ray gun and I kept the ray gun right. in the picture. I think you can throw away the ray gun too. That makes sense. But like, yeah, obviously don't throw away the picture. Yeah, um, obviously. The ray gun I threw away and he was just like, well, you know, I graduated to the real thing. I don't need this anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's fair too. Um, yeah, but then the tape deck. Yeah, that's a very important one. That's when I was really thinking about like, that's such a cool, important thing to keep around. Yeah. Even Peter's like, this is how I share myself with everybody. But at, yeah, I was like, if everyone else has to throw away the things that are super important to them, I got to do this too. It does and, make and me have... wonder, why yeah. is a cassette player so fucking big? <laughs> what is it doing? Like, it, It's the future. It's, I, I mean, I know like stereo systems can be big, but this doesn't look like it's the speaker. Or, right. or like the audio processor even. It looks like it's a tape deck that is um, yeah. like about three feet by two feet by five feet deep. And uh, <laughs> in just an incredibly heavy cube of metal. Uh, it is obviously like the make or break thing with how much weight 
you're gonna throw away right uh so i threw it away but like yeah i thought about that one for a long time i didn't think about i i was pretty like yeah i gotta get rid of it but i it did it makes you like feel about it yeah oh yeah like i i knew right away yeah this really has to go but I like that it makes you feel no everyone's giving up important stuff to them. You gotta give yours up too. Especially since is that before or after you make you can choose to make uh Groot and Mantis give away their stuff. Um Cause you give I Mantis think, I your think after. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would have been a dick move to be like Groot you gotta give up your plant Mantis give up that glove I just gave you we're keeping the tape deck though yeah <laughs> the Mantis thing is very funny where yeah uh, she just decides she doesn't want to yeah because she says that she doesn't have anything to give away and kind of wishes she does to help out so you have the option of giving her your childhood like baseball mitt and you're like okay well this is yours now you can you can choose to help us out by throwing this away so you hand it to her and then, like, it's time for her to do it. And it's she's like, mm, I've decided I actually want this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just not gonna. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. made her do it. But I I was of two minds about it. Because on one hand, I was like, well, this is like her one possession. I think she should get to keep something. She's never had anything ever. And this is her first one. But at the same time, I was like, I gave it you this the for of this the purpose. Thing. You don't want to play you baseball. You're it's... not going to use this. <laughs> you're never going to use this. Yeah. Give, throw it away. With with Groot, though, he's got his like potted plant thing that is yeah. still vague on whether or not it's sentient or if it's just a potted plant that he has. Uh, I, I told him to keep that. I, I didn't. I told him to give it up just because. Really? That's heartless, yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I felt bad about it, but at the same time, I was like, everyone else is giving up things that are very important to them. I would feel like a huge dick if I said, no, but Groot can do it, though. It's okay when Groot does it. I I, I would feel like a bigger dick if I threw Groot's cousin out. <laughs> it, yeah, that one that one feels a lot <laughs> to me, and it, it's it didn't seem that heavy. I I yeah. I don't know. I I just would have been. I just told people to get, and I guess it makes more sense to get rid of like a giant fucking gun. But I I don't know. I just felt like well, everyone yeah. else had to yeah. give up important stuff. Groot, and Groot wasn't that upset about it. He was just he just said I am Groot. He was fine probably. Yeah, he didn't say I am sad about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a great choice cut. I'm. I'm glad that we had that. Um, yeah, and here's the thing. I'm going to go right into Golden Moment because it's exactly that same scene. I feel okay. a little bad doubling up like that, but I just thought that was a great scene. Well, my I, Golden I, Moment is different, but it's it's the breakup uh, when they go back to nowhere. I, yeah, I felt see, like it was I, just done very well to me. I See, I just was uh, very upset that Gamora was so upset, even though she's rightfully so to be so upset. I was like, you're really, you weren't there. He said to let him have this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things in these telltale games that feel unfair in terms of um, like, oh, I'm being judged for this. My character basically wasn't given a choice. I don't feel as the player, like I should actually be criticized for this. But when, uh, when it, does it well and i feel like oh okay you know what game 
you got me on this that <laughs> i made a choice and you're right that i should have to deal with some consequences because of it um and i i, I did feel that way about helping drax i did feel like right. it was fair um and, and i i just i respect it i want to point it out and respect it when i see it because a lot of the times um previously on this podcast we we've, we've been or it, i it really i have i've been pointing out uh the times i i've felt slighted by choices where like okay it really wasn't between those two options only Come, like <laughs> i i clearly could see another way out of this and i just can't right do it um so when when it f- actually comes together i w- i want to respect it and prop it up i get that but at the same time here i was like well, you're pissed off at me for this. Fair enough. That makes sense. But if I let Drax live, I'm sure I would get exactly this, but from Drax. Yeah. 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 So I was just like, there's no winning in this situation, and I don't necessarily feel great about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. But I also feel like in that kind of situation, that is fair. Like, Yeah. That's that's a fair thing for like it, if Drax was really mad at you because you let him live, I'd be like, yeah, man, that's the choice I'm making. <laughs> like I'm, I am going against your wishes because I care about you too much. So like, if you're upset about that, I, I'm taking it. Um, like that would that would be my feeling, and I I I wish I did it. You know, I this is a, a choice I regret. Yeah, no, I totally do too. Uh, I wish I kept Drax around, but yeah, it, it it was just one of those times where in the moment I was like, well, who do I want to get yelled at? Who do I want to hate me? I So the, the choice, it didn't ring hollow for me. I did feel the consequences of the scene, but I didn't necessarily feel great about it either. That I was like, sense. this this just has to come to a... This has to come to a head where the Guardians break up. I wonder if Gamora would have stayed with you if you did not jettison Drax. It does feel like her one big thing, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be weird if she didn't. Yeah, especially since, for me, Rocket said, Yeah, after this, I'm definitely leaving no matter what. There's no way you can talk me out of it, (laughs) and then he stays. Yeah. Um, Weekly Guy. I'm going to give it to Gamora, actually. Okay. Yeah, I felt like Gamora was strong in this episode, both for like the, the breakup reasons we've talked about and also uh, the time I spent with her specifically. Um, Drax was a, a significant runner-up, um, seeing his time with Kamaria uh, and everything. But I, yeah, I, I think I got to give it to Gamora. This was the first okay. episode where I felt like Gamora really collected enough of her own personality and unique drivers and desires outside of just like wanting to see nebula again or right. her being mad at um rocket or something like she's got some of her own feelings going on here yeah and not see, just relationship feelings since i went with rocket i didn't get a lot of gamora scenes so what i got was Gamora being angry at Rocket and Gamora being angry at me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So who's your So I guy? I'd give it to Drax. I felt like Drax was very good this episode. Uh for the reasons you said, you know, we get to see his history. I got some good laughs out of him. 
uh, with the worm. Uh, I, I like that he's adamant on uh, saying the word colon. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Rocket's like, don't, don't do that. And then he doubles down. He's like, say it with me, colon. <laughs> say the word. Uh, yeah, and then the sacrifice with Drax at the end. Even though I don't, at this point, I don't buy that they're killing him off. I did feel bad about letting him go. I was like, I don't want you to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would prefer. I would prefer if you just didn't want to do this at all. It's it's a really good Drax episode. Yeah, especially since I feel like Drax had been getting kind of the short end of the stick up until now. Yeah, definitely, uh, and uh, I think he still is. <laughs> but it was a good episode. Yeah, he might be dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but for me, Gamora didn't really reach those same heights she did for you. Uh, I got some good rocket scenes, and I guess the scene with Gamora and Nebula dying was good. But like when she was yelling at me at the end, I wanted to be like, "You have a bad ponytail and character model." <laughs> yeah. Who who comes out on top in this argument? Yeah, my ponytail is much better. <laughs> yeah, you got the scene in the cave where she says, should I do something different with my hair? I feel like this isn't working. <laughs> uh, so that's been this episode of uh, Telling the Tale. I almost said Guardians of the Galaxy. No, yeah. but we are a podcast with our own name, Telling the Tale. Yeah. You can subscribe it's, it's to It's interesting. Us. Oh, sorry, you're going into all this. No, I was just going to say a yeah. couple more things. No, say your thing. Yeah, I was just going to say how, like, we were talking at the beginning of the episode how we're kind of feeling it with guardians like this is the episode where we brought up yeah the gameplay doesn't really have an identity of its own uh and we're really just kind of in it with these telltale games now Mm -hmm. but i do feel like and and even though this episode was a, a quote filler episode even though it's really not but it feels like it is uh it does get me excited. I I had a good time with this episode. I thought it was fun. Uh, being inside a giant monster and getting out uh, through its butt is fun. You get a big uh, ship chase scene. It's a good episode, even though it feels like it's one of the not important ones. Uh, and I'm excited to see where it goes going forward. It, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a mixed, uh, nuanced opinions episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, thank you for joining me today, Dustin. As I was saying before, before you so rudely cut me off, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Just about anywhere you listen to us, you can also subscribe to us. Uh, It's Telling the Tale. It's a good show. It's a good show. Even there, even there you can listen to us. You know the one we mean. you know that one. Like, I'd prefer if you (laughs) kind of take it above board, but we are there. Uh, so... This has been Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 4, Who Needs You? Join us next week as we talk about the finale of Guardians of the Galaxy, a Telltale series, with its episode 5, its fifth episode, which will also be our last episode of the calendar year. We're uh, excited to see you when we see you. Oh my god, trash truck, please drive away. (laughs) Get out of here! Get out of here! We'll see you when we see you, and, uh, well, no, I mean, we'll see you next week, so... I'll I'll save that for later, I guess. <laughs> uh, and until next time, have a great summer. Bye.